<laughs> the gam cam. <laughs> the gam cam. <laughs> Tune in. Don't slam the gam cam, dude. Tune in for the. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Christian. I'm so glad that Christian's back. <laughs> oh my but, man! Because I have to do so much more work when he's gone. I literally did no not no extra work, but yeah, it seems like he does a lot. So I'm glad you're back, dude. Nice. Thank you. Happy to be back. Yeah. All right. So a couple thank you, thank yous we have to send out. Uh, Jake, thank you for becoming a $5 member. And Mobius, thanks for the upgrade, bro. I did not say, I didn't even think you listened anymore. And here you are up upgrading to the $18. I think he wants to do that just so he can make us play a game. He's going to make us play some bullshit. I can almost guarantee it. This is all a troll, guys. It's all a troll. Quite possibly. And we've got Cricket Soldier subbing 21 months. Thank God you very damn. much. Dang. Thanks, man. And he's also the guy that's uh, it's Cricket Soldier, uh, if you see him. He's kind of a big deal on our server, on our uh, on our Discord. Um, he's the man behind the plan, uh, the DLG con. Uh, we have a house. Um, I'm in talks with the owner or the property manager with it, and... Um, we have 13 confirmed people. It can see. Uh, it can sleep up to 16. So there's like three slots left. So if you want to come on down, come on down. Uh, you got to get on this. Like this is probably the last week. So 13 confirmed. That's great. That's going to be our biggest turnout ever. I think putting it in Vegas might be the a good move, huh, Bobby? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We had a lot of people at the last one, but that was also TwitchCon. Yeah. Or not the last one, but the first to, one. Yeah, first one. Okay. Next year, you guys should go to Atlantic City. You know, step it up a notch. The East Coast. Where what? would be the best DLG con ever? Like, anywhere in the world you get to pick. Macau. Ibiza? What's Macau? It's, it makes Vegas look like a piece of shit, dude. It's like, it's the Asian. Um, like Dubai? Um, no, like, so, so honestly, it would probably be, Jesus, Japan. I mean, there's so many video games and arcades that we wouldn't. You know what I mean? I think LG Japan. does Japan. I, that could I be think a good we should movie. just get a cabin out in the middle of the wilderness. Just hope nobody gets all shining on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Here's looking at you, recycled. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what's right. up, buddy? Um, well, let's start with our on the radar section. So, games that have come to our attention recently. I feel like we should just get this out of the way. The Steam Deck was announced. We knew Valve was making some sort of version of the Nintendo Switch, their yeah. own version of it. And that's basically what the Steam Deck is. You can reserve it now for five bucks, but eventually when they do come out, I think in December they're aiming, it's going to be $500 minimum. No, I'm sorry, $400 minimum. We're looking at Canadian prices here. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a hefty price point, it seems, but when you take into account what all this does, it's actually not that bad. And Gabe Newell has said, we're taking a loss on these, which is uh, par for the course for consoles, right? Like, they usually take a loss on the consoles, make the money back with the games. But it is, it's not just, we've seen these before, like the NVIDIA Shield, where you can remotely play your games, or you have this hand, handheld device. This is actually a little computer with a screen and... Joystick, joystick controllers. Joysticks and touchpads. Yeah, joysticks and touchpads. 
Uh, it can do quite a bit. You can get a dock with it as well. That's not available yet, but will eventually. And the dock will allow you to hook it up to a big screen TV. You can plug in Ethernet. You can plug in USB. So if you want to hook up like a wireless controller or something, it does have Bluetooth for other wireless controllers. I don't think you need the dock. Can't you just HDMI straight into a TV? Does anybody know this for, for a fact? Um, I, thought you can, I thought it's mini HDMI to HDMI. Yeah. Like you have to go a small one. To maybe the dock will, you know, you can sit it in there and it'll charge at the same time. Maybe, but I think. Yeah, probably. Well, the, the dock said it does HDMI 2.0 and display port. Mm. So you can push a lot through HDMI 2.0 and display port, especially. But you're saying the device itself has a mini HDMI out? Yeah, on I it? believe I believe it does. Okay. But I'm not 100% on that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, so did you throw down your hard-earned $5, Bobby? Or is this even... It's not really for you, right? No, no. I do love this concept because it is the Switch. It's the Nintendo Switch, but it's for, for us. Steam. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's for PC gamers. gamers Listen, basically, if you've listened to more than three episodes of this, it's for you. Basically. Well, There's no well, PC gamers that aren't Steam members. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, you still have to... This works well because you can play the games remotely. You download them straight into this, and you could connect to Wi-Fi and play, like, your online games, but you could just play the games offline on this device as yep. well, and it's locally loaded. You don't have to do the remote play. Um, or you could hook it up like a Switch. You could hook it up to a big screen very easily and just use it as, like, a console, basically. But... I, I still don't have any need for something like this. Right. this um, for me, I mean, as soon as I saw, I put an alarm on my phone and I was like, you know, we're not big on pre-orders over here, but it's different when it comes to hardware, I feel like, especially now with the resellers and how, mm -hmm. how they've been working. So that's, uh, it even says, like, this is why we're taking the $5 because we don't want the resellers to like dominate the market. They're going th through a lot of extra steps to prevent this huge problem that we have right now in the industry where you just can't buy things because they get bought up so fast and sold through eBay or whatever. So it's one per customer per steam account. And, and yeah, you got to put $5 down. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure there's like a way around that, but that still, I, I'm glad that they're, taking this step to try and prevent people from just buying up all of these. Yeah, absolutely. You also, like, it's awesome that you can't even buy it as a new Steam account. Like, you had to have bought something on Steam from July 1st. So you can't just make a new Steam account and get this. You have to have kind of had a Steam account. So They really thought it through. And, you know, it, it's a problem that needs to be combated. And people are talking shit about, about it, whatever. It's got to be combated or otherwise you're going to be in the spending a thousand dollars for one of these yeah. and you're not going to do it. Um, I got, I went for the, the cheapest one, one, because it's the cheapest one. And two is because it has a, um, uh, micro SD card, um, slot. So you can expand the storage to, you know, those things come in in terabytes now. So you can be, just put a terabyte chip in there and, you know, be good. Mm -hmm. So this is a micro SD compared to like an SSD speed wise. I guess yeah. I, I've read that there's different, versions of uh, S, uh micro sd cards so you can not micro but um, many sd cards you can go to you know the, they have different speeds as well just like um mm -hmm. uh, other SSDs. memories yeah 
Yeah, and for the higher price, you're getting more storage space, but I think the actual hard drive is different. I think when you upgrade to the second or third one, you get an NVMe drive as yeah. well, so much faster. Ooh. Now, 64 gigs, that's pretty good if you're playing indie stuff, but there's some games that you wouldn't be able to fit on that. Hell. And here's the thing. I know what I'm going to be playing on this. It's going to be Binding of Isaac. It's going to be uh, card-based roguelikes. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. That that's those are my time killers anyway, right? Yeah. Um, something big that I want to explore. Let's say like a, a new Fallout. Well, or, how well could a device like this handle a AAA game? That's apparently it can. From well, that's, yeah, it, that's it's probably using an extremely awesome. small resolution on the device itself. I believe it's seven twenty. Yeah. Okay, but when you hook it up to when you hook it up to like a like a, a fifty five inch TV screen. Yeah that's running 4k like how does it handle that because i remember hooking up your switch to my tv and being a little disappointed in the mm-hmm. graphics on the big screen it looked yeah. okay on the switch but on the big screen eh, not not that great you know it's funny i was playing by well, sam was playing by Isaac on the big screen today the 65 inch out there mm-hmm. and i was like man this looks great but it's like you know 16-bit graphics so of course it looks good yeah you know what i mean um but I, yeah, I can't that, wait till we see some benchmarks on this. I guess is what I'm saying. I, I've seen so based on I, I've seen some reviews. Uh, Zap posted a review um, by a hardware expert, and he said the the value proposition on this is through the roof. Basically, what you're getting for the money is just insane and can't be competed with. You're basically getting something close to a Series X um, Xbox, the newest Xbox, uh, but it's portable. And this thing's not petite in any way. Like, this thing is, like, uh, even, yeah, it's chunky, and it's even bigger than the Switch, which the Switch is, like, pretty big when you have the side controllers on. And this is even bigger than that. But I have no complaints about it. This is exactly what I need in my life, especially with these night shifts and these, like, downtimes mm-hmm. guys my reviews are going to be so fucking good if i get this in my ads and i'm working nights do we know what the screen size is like the diagonal me- measurement on that i believe it's no well i know it's a seven inch screen i believe that's the diagonal measurement right oh really it's only seven inches yeah it's not huge uh they yeah. uh this guy that i saw the review of he was saying that they had to make it so big to dissipate a lot of the heat Mm-hmm. Um, and to get all those controls in there because they went with so many different control options. There's so many buttons on this thing. Yeah. So many buttons. You yeah, see all the I triggers on the back? There's like eight trigger buttons. Is it really? I thought it was only four. Uh, one, two, There might be six. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, I think there's eight. Wow. Yeah, if you look on the back of that thing, you've got two trigger buttons right here yeah. on your middle finger, and then you've got the thumb bumper right. things up there. Um, you've got two of them up there as well on each side. So Damn. four and four. Damn. Can't wait to play an RTS on this thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, well, guys? I know, a big concern, on this well, when, the, when the Steam controller came out, they did that same trackpad thing instead of the D-pad. People hated it. It did didn't do well. Now, I've seen people talking about this and said, no, they fixed it. It's actually really good on this. So hopefully, I mean, if you look at the hardware specs, they... They didn't spare any expense yeah. on this. It's got everything. It's got Bluetooth 5.0. Like, everything is just m- very modern. It's almost like an Apple product. It, what, I was saying, like, it would have to be half as good as what they're saying for me not to like it. Because it, mm-hmm. it, if it'll run by now, Isaac, it saves s- 
almost <laughs> it's so good for my life basically it's you know you know binding of isaac's on switch right yeah but no is repentance no no, no it's not what were those old me. handheld games that were just like they had like one solid background and the characters were like these gray little figures they had a name they're like capcom or like konami had a ninja turtles one that i used to play all the time they, you know what i'm talking about you were i missed enough. the beginning of what you were saying so there are these handheld devices, and they have a name. I, I want to say Capcom, or maybe it started with an N. Um, Namco? Namco. They might be Namco. Um, but there were these little portable devices that I used to play all the time, like back in the 90s. But the graphics were pretty much non-existent. It was like a stenciled... A stenciled, yeah. It was pre-existing. Yeah, it was like a TI-83. Yeah. Is it this? Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Down... To the right. No, stop hitting that button. Down to the right. Down one more row. The, the To the right. Yes. To the right. To the right. Nope. Down. Yep. Stop clicking on things. To the right. Down one. This is good for audio listeners. Oh, yep. this, yeah, no, this is nope. be a You keep clicking on things. Nope. Down one. Just listen yep. to what I'm saying. To the yes. right. Nope. Stop you're, clicking you're on things. very condescending. No, we're done. We're done with this. We're not showing. It. It's the one with it's the right blue. there. Yeah, it's the white yeah, one. Yeah, you know purple. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. In the 90s, those were everywhere. So the screen couldn't, it didn't have pixels. It had places where pixel, where images could appear. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, it, it was like, think of a calculator. Yeah, a calculator. It, it was like a calculator. Yeah. That's what the characters were on it. They were like like the digits on a calculator. I don't know if you know this, Bobby, but like uh, in Smash Brothers, one of the characters is one of those guys. Yeah. So he's like a one. stick figure. Oh, really? That can do... Yeah, he has one of the strongest moves in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Dude, I loved those games. I had like three of them. I used to play them all the time. I this, It would have blown my mind where we're, where we're at today. Uh, just saying, real quick, Christian... Young Jamie on the Joe Rogan show never says no, Joe. I'm not going to look that up. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> and and Joe just bought him a Tesla. So just so you know. Okay. Well, when Bobby buys me a Tesla, maybe our relationship <laughs> will change to that he's end. Even, but he's not even doing fifty dollars phone calls. Man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. But um, the one thing that this disrupts, I think, is like Xbox Game Pass and the Epic Store. Like. Like, I don't want any games on there anymore because of the chance that I could just bring the mobile on this, you know? Well, Wait, if you have the Epic Store, no, the Origin ports into Steam. The, Epi yeah. the Epic Store and the Game Pass doesn't. You're saying that the lack of Game Pass is going to be an issue? No, no, no. Not an issue for me not to get this. Like, I don't, like... You don't want to get want Game games. Pass now. Yeah, like I don't want games oh. not on Steam because mm -hmm. I want to be able to bring them with me wherever oh. I go. If you don't think oh. this is this thing's not going to get modded to fucking eternity, dude, this thing's going to be modded for cr crazily. Yeah, it's well, a it's PC. Running, it's running a version of Arch Linux on it. Yeah, which is a a pretty popular version for like doing heavy modifications for an OS. And they said it's different from the Steam OS. It is custom for this device, but. Yeah, it's totally moddable, like the the OS side of it, and um, not not like oh, it's on the fringe moddable. Literally, it said in the things it's like highly moddable is like one of the the keynotes for points. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I heard some uh, discourse online that maybe I shouldn't have trusted that was saying um, it might not it might not come to that. Like storefronts might not want to be on it, or there might be like 
coated so you can't put it on like you'll have to jailbreak it go around Chris, it go yeah and I, i'd feel weird about doing that on this device but you are right they are trying to squeeze you into the steam ecosystem which is what every other console does right like yeah. they're trying to get you That's into why they're taking a loss yeah yeah so well, chris i don't want to correct you again but until you hear the dlg stamp of approval yeah it, this, we are the final word online basically okay yeah. yeah we are the voice of law and order whether it, whether it be video games or elections this is where you right. want to hear the final yeah. word okay so no no other discourse <laughs> we are the law we Got are it. the law yeah <laughs> i am the law that was really bad yep but yeah this yeah. this is going to be a long time before we see these though they said december are the first ones mhm hey nick you said no it wasn't you it was a uh, uh, F and Sweet was over here this weekend. He said that like as soon as he reviewed, or as soon as he got his, it told him when he was going to get it, and it said like quarter one of twenty twenty. But twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty two. Sorry, okay, uh, quarter one. Uh, but um, some people got him this year as well. So it depends on where you got in on the queue. I got in fourteen minutes in. But I, I was asleep. I like it. my alarm went off. I bought it and I went back to sleep. So I don't know where I am in the queue. Hopefully it's December. Really, the the highlight for the the most expensive one for me is the um, the non glare screen because that really Wait, is an issue. Why is that not even default? Like how big of a difference? Is it's got to be expensive, market? man. It's got to be expensive. Is it? It's got to be. I'm I don't guessing. know anything about that, so that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, or maybe, you know, a company will come out with a protective screen. That, yeah, that and that was a big that. problem on, this is what they're called. They're called the Tiger Electronics. Yeah, Tiger games. Electronics, yeah. Tiger ones, yeah. The X-Men one, I had that. Bobby, we're talking, <laughs> Bobby's talking about calculators. We're talking about handheld PCs. No, I'm talking about a handheld, well... Nineteen early nineties handheld video game system. Christian has not. Christian, please now that we know the name, can you look it up just so you can say how dog shit Tiger Electronics? I don't even know if you could take a picture, <clears throat> take a picture of that screen and really capture like what's happening there. Can, yeah, can that be picked up in a photo? Like these were so okay. You can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. So there, there, there's no pixels, dude. There's only things where. The background like, never changes. That are lit up, yeah. So you can you can either jump to the right or jump to the left. That's it. There's only right and left. There's no middle, and the enemies have maybe four position they could be in. That's it. Like, I feel like I yeah, played I baseball the first, on these. Yeah, I think that one of the first ones that was ever around was a football game, right? Like it was a game. Yeah, there was some sports ones, and you run side to side, and you would have to avoid the enemy team. I played and that's the, it. Like you would try to make it cross. I had one that was like pitfall. Like a pitfall type team. Oh, Double Dragon. Look at that. Yeah, I had the Double Dragon, the X-Men one, and I had a Ninja Turtle one. Oh, I had a Street Fighter one that I was really psyched about. God, it was so bad. <laughs> this is what we had to do, man. Uh, we fucking played video games on these, and we jacked off to fucking JCPenney fucking <laughs> uh, brawl catalogs. Oh, Kids these days. <sighs> you got it so I good. I don't even know. You don't even know. So, Nick, are you getting a Steam Deck? I didn't hear. If... Um, probably not right now. I got to watch my shekels. I'm doing a lot of home home mm-hmm. improvement stuff. Okay. Uh, maybe. You never know. Like, maybe, like, the 2.0 I'll get. Mm-hmm. And, Christian, you're not, you're not reserving one? Uh, I'm not going to reserve one, but I do want to get one um, eventually. Mm-hmm. 
Sweet. <laughs> Riveting. All right. Uh, All right. Bobby, this next one you have Dream Engines, Nomad Cities. This is one like I've really been looking. Are you going to talk like? Yeah, what? I'll talk about it. So this game has been on my wish list forever. My wish list, the only purpose it serves is to let me know when games come out. Apparently there well, was like an alpha or a yeah. beta version of this that was out before that was playable I, that I wasn't aware of, but it has officially released in early access on Steam now. It's called Dream Engine's Nomad Cities. So it's a city builder where you're basically building Columbia. What was that city in Bioshock 3? Or Bioshock Columbia. Infinite. It was Columbia. Yeah. yeah, the floating city. So you're building a floating city. This is the the graphics on this. Is, it's very, um, I don't know. It reminds me of like Nikola Tesla or something. It's a little steampunk, but you're building a uh, a city that's just going to float around. Uh, so I thought that was a cool idea. You know, I like those city builders when I have the time. And I was a little surprised at the price point of this. I believe it's around thirty bucks. Uh, yeah, twenty six ninety nine on sale right now, but ordinarily thirty dollars, which is a little more than I was expecting. But it is out, and the reviews there aren't many of them, but the ones that are out there are fairly positive. People are enjoying it for the most part. I was very close to picking this up. I was between this game and one of the games I was gonna um, talk about, and the uh, the price point of this one. Uh, I was just like, eh, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till it's a little So it's the price point that did it for you? Yeah. 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 It, w- it would be the price point and the early access, the combination of those two. Like when you're in early access, you really need to have an entry level price. Well, I don't know. It it really depends on the game, I think. What? No, you, you charge a cheap price because you're in development. Once it comes out, then you raise the price. If you have a solid game on your hand. I think you can look at it a different way, too, as exclusive access. Like you're buying your way into True. something. True, like a Kickstarter. That, yeah, yeah. Like a but Kickstarter. even Kickstarter, usually on Kickstarter, you get things cheaper. Yeah, you get things cheaper, and then you get a little bit extra shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way, whether the price usually goes up after they come out of early access, if it changes at all. I should say the price doesn't seem to change much, but... If it does, it usually goes up. Um, so, are you gonna are you gonna pick this one up? I don't know. That means no. Yeah, <laughs> that means no, and Bobby. I, I think I would have to see more. The reviews are fairly positive, but seventy percent like that's if people were just like, "Oh, this is incredible," ninety six percent, then I, I might be a little more interested. But dude, you didn't pick up with that boomer shooter for. I, I thought for sure you're gonna pick that up last week, hundred percent. Oh. I forgot the name. I think I bought it, and I forgot the name. <laughs> I could have played it. Um, yeah, I forgot the name of it, yeah, too. Dead Air, guys. Dead Air. I think dead I put air, it on yeah. my wish list. Um, I, I did not see this coming at all. More content for The Witcher 3? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Uh, Apparently, I, it's nothing too crazy, though. It's I like know. It's costumes and, like, a quest. It's free. It's free DLC. But... Even if they're doing anything for it, it's um, I find that amazing, dude. That's crazy. Uh, it's based. It's a little more uh, story that's based on the uh, Netflix show. Uh, there's a tie-in there because I believe um, what's that guy's name? Cavill, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. He signed up for six more seasons. So oh, no, they're gonna they're gonna milk the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah they they're trying to get everyone that played the game 
back, you know, to watch that show. Um, now the show is based on the books, which is prequels to the uh, game. So I believe I'm going to go ahead and guess that this is going to be a prequel. But if it's, is it really only one quest, Nick? Is that what you read? No, it's it's a one main quest, and there's just a couple of like like the main quest has to do with a show, but the the side quests are like repeatable and stuff like that. Okay, but it's going to be pretty interesting, dude. This is 100 percent played. Like, yeah, I'm, it's oh, my favorite game of all sh- time. Is the show going to be a companion for future or? Is the game going to be companion for future playable content around like season five of the, like every season they're going to get new DLC? Because that'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't... That that would be cool. Um, I always give credit to that game, uh, Defiant. The Defiant, no, mm-hmm. yeah, Defiance, Defiance, yeah, it was Defiance. The, Sci-Fi and some game studio got together and said, "Let's make this game," and the story arcs that happen in the show on Sci-Fi are going to unveil themselves in the MMO. Fucking amazing, beautiful. Yeah, of course that that would one hundred percent work if it was like the Expanse or something, something that, that ended up being good. But you know, the, unfortunately, the game and the show were subpar, and so it it fell apart. But that doesn't mean that can't happen. Could you imagine like the way that people have been following Loki, and then uh, that have a game that goes along with it? Uh, it wouldn't work with Loki, but you know what I'm saying. That many people watching. WandaVision, and then them also playing an MMO that goes along with it. It's incredible, conceptually. Um, but yeah. yeah, but if the game's no good, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. All right. What about... I, the, I really hope the best for The Witcher, though. Like, I, I, I think that eventually we're going to see a prequel like that has to do directly with the books, and they're going to be like, Season three of The Witcher, you know, now the game is close to The Witcher, you know, whatever. Like, well, it's going to get in conjunction. CD Projekt said, Red said that they were done with The Witcher, but here we are, right? You come <laughs> you know, with that fat check. I like money. You like money. You come, they like money. You come with that Netflix money, dude, and things change. So, yeah, may, maybe, Nick, but... Yeah, it, hopefully on a, on a new engine. Not that it doesn't hold up and it doesn't still look fantastic. Uh-huh. When's Cyberpunk getting some DLC? <sighs> they got to fix oh the game God. completely the first. Cyberpunk subreddit right now is so fucking stupid. <laughs> They're making fun of the game. It's like, so you know how like sometimes game companies will be like, in our game, over 10 million players have killed the zombie with like two-handed axes. Mm-hmm. And like it shows a clip of it happening. Well, one of them was on on Reddit. It was like zero players killed by half naked chicks with scythe arms because it's like the original trailer for Cyberpunk. Oh, had a chick with scythe arms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like it's just nothing but jokes like that. It's it's pretty funny. I wonder how many but people yeah. are playing that game right still. I have to look it up on Steam charts sometime and see. But I I just feel like it's kind of disappeared from the public conscience so quickly. All right, what are we at? Oh, wow. 8,500 people playing right now. I was thinking about getting back into it. Now that I have my new rig, I really want to play it. I think you'd like it. Yeah. I I think they probably fixed the bug I had, so I might be picking it up, too. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to... I wanted to go back to this, too. I've been kind of craving it. I had a great time starting it, but then 
the bugs started piling up and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just wait. It's fine. And maybe it's time. It came back on the PlayStation store recently, right? That, that probably means it's more stable. Mm. I yeah. mean, there's so many patches deep on this. It, yeah. I, it's got to be a lot better. July 2021. Time to go back. Cyberpunk. What's up? You have two things on our list and we have one. So I think it's your turn. Okay. So, uh, Brennan 46, not to be confused with Brendan 47 in Discord, brought this up, Battle for Middle Earth Reforged. This is like a beloved RTS from way back when. Have you, did you guys ever play Battle for Middle Earth? Was it a PlayStation game or PC? Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, uh, it was on console, too, now that you say that. I completely forgot, but yeah, it was on Xbox yeah, and PlayStation. Was, I was I looking at this, game. and I'm like, ooh, these graphics are rough, but I, then I saw the Reforged, and I'm like, oh, it's a... It's a yeah. really old game that they're re- remaking. Yeah, they're they're remaking it. They're adding an extra faction, bigger maps. Um, I don't know why this became such like a cult thing. Whenever I go to like I don't know weird Facebook groups or Discord servers, they're they're talking about this game like it was so good. I didn't have that much like fun playing it, yeah. but apparently lots of other people did. And uh, if it's it's a mod, so it's going to be free. This is abandonware at this point. So, uh, I mean, they're nowhere close to being done. They started in 2017. And Holy I was, shit. I was, yeah, I was going through their latest update, and they're on update 5, and they're stopping at 10. So they're about halfway there. So, the, problem with, well, the problem with these passion projects is they're exactly that. People are doing them on their spare time, you know, between family and kids and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's why these things trudge along. It, and, you know, it's funny is like if there was a Kickstarter or something, you sent them five thousand dollars. It wouldn't even change anything like they would need millions of dollars to get this done quickly. Unfortunately, yeah. um, you have to, usually have to pay them like a year salary of what they're doing to be able to put their full time to it. That's the thing. Yeah. Nobody's going to even for a hundred thousand dollars. People aren't going to live, leave their main job collectively or even one person for a hundred thousand it's not enough um well, they they couldn't do it anyways right they don't own the ip like they can only work on this really with no trouble because they're doing it for no money like if they had a kickstarter i think there'd be pretty big issues lord of yeah. the rings is like guarded 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 stuff uh i just spoke about this before the show but um i'm gonna reiterate because it, it all came together for me guys um, when listening to Ready Player Two, um, the sequel to Ready Player One, which I don't really recommend, it's not, it's not very good. It's the same shit. It's kind of like when you watch um, The Hangover Two and Three. You're just like, oh, it's the exact same thing. Um, so yeah, at one of the points that somebody makes during that is that like uh, Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings, and then Gary Gygax was such a big fan that he made a game that goes inside of that game. Uh, in, inside of that story, which is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And then modern video gaming takes, you know, at their core root is basically all D&D has become video games. So Tolkien is so important in just, first of all, he made out elves and goblins and fairies. I mean, they they were probably out there in folklore before, but he brought it all together. He put it all in, he set up the rules, and then Gygax put um, numeric values to everything and then made it into a game, which is now like hit points when you play um, whatever, um, 
you know, anything from Larian Studios or even Street Fighter, you have hit points. It's all the, it all boils down to D and D, which all boils down to um, Lord of the Rings, which is crazy to think about. Didn't you just say this like twenty minutes ago? Yeah, but not on the show. We were not. Yeah, we weren't. Oh, that's why I said I just said this. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No. You're off the show, dude. I'm done with you. I want you to stand up and walk out of that room that you're in. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Blood roots. Yeah. So blood roots. It's a. It looks fucking awesome. I love games where it's one hit die. Um, and this is one of those games. It's like a super quick. It's almost like a Hotline Miami, but it's got funnier graphics and stuff. Um. I think this is one of the games, depending on the price point, I might be picking up. Uh, I said I was going to pick up the lat, the lat. Oh, it's twenty bucks. Sorry. Maybe if it goes on sale for half off, I'll pick it up. I'm not going to pay twenty bucks for this. Um, it's getting very positive. Uh, there is a demo, so you know, check it out if you have any interest. But it's a uh, release date supposed to be. Yeah, no, it's already out. Yeah, the very first thing you think about when you uh, see this is Hotline Miami. That's the first thing. But it has a lot more to it. It has, like, verticality, and it has, like, things that you can ride on and stuff. But it's... it's so absurd. Um, there's a part where he, the guy grabs a ladder, kills a guy with the ladder, then puts the ladder in the ground, climbs up the ladder, jumps off the ladder onto a roof, rolls off that roof, jumps onto a hay barrel that rolls over another guy. It's like insanity. And all this is happening probably as fast as, faster than I could even say it. So it's just like yeah. very twitch uh, reaction stuff. Uh, looks great. I like, really like the trailer as well. Um, I know there was a demo. I'm going to try that out. Hmm. Yeah, I like this. This flew completely under my radar, and it's like what released three months ago, four months ago. So it, I don't know. I want, I want to check it out, but only if it's on sale. I'm not going to pay twenty bucks for this. Yep, very Samurai Jack. I like the art style. Yeah, the looks, the art. Yeah, definitely Samurai Jack. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, this is a little thing called Bongo Dot Cat. Uh, it's not a game, or you can make it a game, but it is the, one of the best websites of all time. So really quickly, I'm going to play You're a Cat and You Do Bongos. There's a symbol. Yep, you got this. There, it comes with a full keyboard and full marimba. Um, and it's just the best websites of all time. I love, like, you know, Internet's so cool. I, I love looking at websites that just do one stupid thing like this and saving them in a folder. And I don't know. Are you going to play us something? Uh, I'm not uh, talented. So, oh, you know, dude, I thought this was all going to work up into like something you were going to play. Yeah, live yeah, for no, us. That would be really cool. Yeah. If yeah, you like things like out. this, dude, go to Jim Carrey's website. If you've never been there. I've never been there. Jim Carrey has a website of all these websites. It's pretty crazy. No, it's just one thing that's like, it's interactive. I don't know if he's changed it. I'm talking about like seven years ago, but maybe it's still there. What's it's the URL uh, Jim dot carry, probably. No, like Jim carry.com, dude. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It was a joke. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. And that's it for Bongo cat. All right. <laughs> dude, I thought it was Bongo cat is gone. Sorry. Bongo dot cat. Um, do you have enough time to click on Cronsworn for me? <laughs> 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 While you're up playing on Bongo cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here it is. Okay, uh, Crown Swarm is a Metroidvania um, roguelike. Um, 
the thing that it look it reminds me most of is uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, when you take a look at it, is kind of deceptively simple, especially the artwork. You're just like, oh, this is just like 8-bit graphics or whatever, 16-bit graphics, and it doesn't look that good. But then overwhelmingly positive, and people talk about it excessively about the best um, platformer to come out on PC for years and years. And um, this looks very similar to uh, Hollow Knight. Uh, the lighting really... Just go and check out the trailer, and if he, that doesn't turn you on, I don't know what will. Uh, the the lighting mixed with these simple artwork, this cartoony look, it just it pulls it off so well. Um, yeah, so I'm high hopes for this one. It's a Kickstarter. Did it did it make its money? Uh, yeah, it looks like it five yeah. x its money. So five x its money. So it's yeah. definitely coming out. Wow. Yeah. That always shocks me with any Kickstarter. It can be like a kid that needs a liver or like like spoons for ice cream. And like anytime it's like five times above what they expected, it's still like a crazy amount of money to me. Yeah. Well, I think it's because so many people want to get in on that cheap price that we were talking about earlier, Nick. Like, you know, you usually get a lot of bang for your buck for supporting yeah. them early. Oh, I didn't even know. They have 21 days to go in this Kickstarter. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, check that out, well, Nick, or uh, Christian. Just uh, yeah, it looks good. Anyway, uh, cool. what's next? Uh, highlights. Uh, well, we should mention that the game is called Crow Sworn. Crow like the bird. Oh, I thought it was Crown Sworn. No. My bad. I was like Crown Sworn. That's so cool. That you... doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Crown Sworn. Wow, doesn't. Wow, 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 Sworn. Maybe it's crows worn. That's what Snapper just said. Yeah. Oh, that's what's okay. He literally just said that. It's fine. So, how are you, how are you guys doing the game of the week? Do you uh, do it last in the episode? Like no, we actually do it right for now. Like three weeks. I was jumping ahead. It's okay. been for two weeks, and the reason why is we wanted we wanted to explore it a little bit more before we get a criticism on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and a lot of that is because, you know, I think we all threw in our first three hours, and uh, that's not a, well, that's about what you need to play in order to activate the online part of it. Yeah. Um, I got to the online part of it today. I had already played some, but I got to the online part of it today. And the I, good, maybe shitty part about it is like, you can't just jump into a la souls like uh jump into somebody else's game and help them out you need to know the person they have to send you a code right yep and then and then you can go on the mission with them so it's not like there's just server rooms with people waiting for to conscript online people to go on to this four the the co-op in general seems really shoehorned in in this game it it does yeah it doesn't i was expecting more i was expecting mm-hmm. okay cool this is like a cool co-op shooter but with mechs we can all join into a game and uh but really what what you can do is join into basically a, a sandbox mode where there's really no stakes to it you're not progressing at all you're just you don't you, you pick either. a mission type you can adjust the settings no. if you want no, this uh, is there's two kinds. I'm talking oh. about the quick match. Oh, okay. So this is the one that you can do right off the be, right off the bat. Um, now, if someone is doing their campaign and they're like, I don't know, five or six missions in, then they can invite their friends into that game 
and they can help them with their campaign, but you are just helping your friends play through. Nothing you do in there will level up any of your characters. I don't even know if you really do level up the mechs in this at all. There didn't really seem you to level be level up your pilots. Your pilots yes, are getting leveled yeah, up. Level up. In the campaign abilities. mode. Yeah. Probably in both. I would imagine. I don't know. That's it, the other thing. Do you have to pay damages if you go in and help somebody out? I hope uh, not. I didn't experience that. Okay, you guys talk about the online. Well, let me quickly go in through the... the. I'll talk about the single player, and then we'll get into the online. Okay. The single player, another thing that seemed forced. Um, I the, Everything that happens on the ship, you have to walk to. And it's, oh, God. It seems completely unnecessary i know that they were trying to like make you feel like you're you know you're in a ship that's also a garage that works on these things mm-hmm. but i don't have to be reminded it uh, of it every single mission you know maybe like every fifth mission like maybe you walk through the thing but like every mission you have to go and walk up to the chick that gives you the missions or you got to go talk to the other guy who's on the other side of your ship uh very borderlands three like making you run around for no reason I would have been 100%. I, I'm kind of thinking like now that I'm saying it out loud. If everything was just menus and then only missions, would I have been happy and not complaining about that? I think so. I mean, what is the game? The game is being in a giant fucking robot and smashing through buildings, right? That's the game. Exactly. That's, that's the fun part. And so um, if you would have just put that that there and then sure you can run your whole thing all you need is menus all they wasted time with all the uh cut scenes and the voice and all that stuff they just wasted time with all of that because i i feel like the voice overs were terrible um the cut scenes were not good the um and then inside of the your spaceship was fine but unnecessary and so I wish they would have taken all of that effort and put it into the main game. You guys in agreement with me on this? I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> so there are some parts of this game where I feel like I'm playing like an anime game that's like being developed on someone's like back paycheck or something. And like they have no time to actually develop it. And the reason I say that is that there are some moments where, like, the voice acting, it's like, bro, me and Emilio can do a better job than this. How? Like, 100%. Like, There's a robot over there, and he's fast. Make sure to aim for his leg. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. It's, like, it, my, my huge cannon can hit him in the chest and kill him in, like, two shots. It's pretty rough. But, it's pretty rough. But. And I was going to have a seizure, dude, if I had to run to another person just for them to say one sentence yeah. with terrible fucking mouth movements. I was just like, <laughs> now all that said, I feel like we all wanted to go into a second week because the gameplay itself is pretty solid. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Who doesn't like playing a giant robot? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes to mech games, I, I find it's really easy to overcomplicate things. And to get overwhelmed by all the options, because the fun of a mech game is you're building this giant machine that, and you can customize it. You can put lasers here, rockets there, ammo here, and make it really light and run fast, make it really heavy but tanky. Like, you have all these options to perfectly customize it the way you want to have your play style play out. Um, And this, it's really easy to overwhelm the player with that, but this game seemed to find that 
middle space really well where there's a lot of options. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do, but it's not like you take one look at it and you're just like, whoa, assault on the eyes. I got a headache already. Yeah, because when you get a mech, it's good to go. You don't yeah, they need... have loadouts. They have loadouts yeah. that you can get. And, Everything's all and set And it's up. fine. Like, mm-hmm. that'll probably get you through all the levels. Now, if you want to customize it, you can get into that. Yeah. My laser build did not work, by the way. It, too much overheating, I'm guessing? No, no. I put lots of uh, heat, sinks? Like, heat sinks on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that wasn't really a problem. They're just damage. not very effective. I mean, the, the lasers in the game, uh, what, what do those do? They, they heat up the other player, but they don't do a whole lot of damage, Yeah. I think. Yes. So, yeah, I was, um, I was like the last person alive, and everybody was very bored and waiting for me to finally die. And I'm just like zapping someone with a laser 5,000 times, not doing any damage. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend the, the straight laser build, but that was really cool. But I just, I, I really felt like the multiplayer was almost non-existent or an afterthought. And that's what I was most looking forward to. I was like, okay, let's get into a game. Let's have some really fun playthroughs. And then we load up the quick match multiplayer and it says, here are these scenarios you can play and they're just a sandbox mode. You want to add more enemies, make it more difficult? Sure, just click on these buttons. Then you go in there with your friends, you do it. Okay, cool. We we won or we didn't, whatever. It doesn't matter because you don't get any sort of like bonus points. And then you can go back and upgrade your mech or anything like that. I got to strongly disagree with you, Bobby. I feel like, I mean, it was built from the ground up for multiplayer. Because even the regular missions, you hire and conscript AI uh, pilots to take those other. You can't do them later yeah, missions. Yeah. You're talking about in the campaign. In the campaign, okay. You have to hire. I didn't play multiplayer in the campaign though. But I didn't either. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to like, li- when you get to mission like five or six, yeah. Um, you have to. You don't have to. I got, I did one without doing it, but you can. Um, you have to get AI pilots. You have to hire them and put them in a mech that you've con- that you've gained, mm-hmm. and then you go into the game like that. Yeah, but but here's the problem with the campaign mode. So you can have your buddies jump into your game and they can help you out, but they don't really gain anything by doing that. They get the fun of playing with right, you. Right, 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 right. But eventually I mean, all you're really doing in this game is just shooting at stuff. It it doesn't really change that much. Sometimes you're defending something. Sometimes you're destroying a city. Sometimes you have to blow up these guys. Like They, they have some variations, but it all kind of comes down to just the, the same core gameplay loop and if you're just doing that and you're not even like getting any rewards out of it yeah maybe it was sloppily done but this game was made for multiplayer from the ground up they just didn't pull it off very well because because of exactly what you're saying yeah well i mean i just i was expecting something like hey we can all i'm trying trying to think you don't have to do that right like you can go the other route like gtfo you don't get anything when you complete a a run of gtfo but it's incredibly challenging and takes multiple runs and a lot of communication so it's a rewarding experience this is really just point and click for the most part yeah although i do have to say this game did i didn't like it at all at first and then Mm -hmm. the more i played it the more i warmed up to it especially in the campaign i think that's any game though yeah Eh, not shitty ones not the worst ones um, I was like, okay, I got this mercenary crew. I got to hire these guys. I got to hire the right guys. I got to put them in the right mechs. And I'm trying to gain money and I have losses. I have overhead. Like it tells you how long you have to go until you pay your rent or whatever. You have to make that much money before you have to pay your rent. And so you have to make sure you're making enough money and travel takes enough time. And I was like, okay, I have a business. There's a, there's a mech business here. It's the mercenaries. Right. And if if I want, I can 
ask one of my friends to play one of the other guys and i don't know what happens do i not incur debt on his damages i hope not that'd be sweet i mean maybe there are advantages but yeah the other person joining apparently gets no benefit maybe they get money for their main campaign because i played i played a um quick match where you no instant action that's what it's called instant right? action yeah it's a quick match. um when i played that i was gaining money and it was like oh you completed the mission, but stick around and you can make even more money. That's what the girl on the radio told me. So I'm killing and I'm watching my money go up and I'm wondering if I can take, I imagine that money goes to my main campaign. I'm guessing. I don't know. Cause I, I didn't, didn't see anything like that. And I was playing that. That's mostly what we were playing, but when, I was offline. I did, I did quick action or whatever instant action, but I did it. Oh, okay. Maybe it was AI something bots. different in the menu. Yeah. The menus were a little, I didn't quite understand. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a weird way to do multiplayer. It is. Um, I'll talk about another game later on that did it right, where when people join you, they're unlocking stuff for their playthrough. Mm-hmm. Even well, that's though, that's it, most games, though. Even if it's at a, well, there's like, there's a, what do you call them? Um, like uh, points. There's points where you unlock things, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. Checkpoints? <sighs> Jeez. Um, Achievements? Milestones. Oh, milestones. milestones? Uh, even though the my main, let's say my milestones are already done and they're coming up behind me, they're unlocking their milestones in their game, even though uh, I'm way past them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I thought that was a good way of doing okay. it. Okay. That's the way it should be done. Yeah. Overall, um, you know, I feel like I, I want to play this more, but I say that every week. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, the graphics I love, were a big disappointment for me, too. And they, they were serviceable. I thought they were fine. Uh, mech games are always a disappointment for me because I love the concept of it. I love how you can have these long, drawn-out fights with machines that you've tailored to your preferences and how you can target different areas of the mech and try to disable parts of them. Like, I just, I, I love that. It's like two big Goliaths fighting or two big... Uh, giant ships fighting. It's a yeah. long exchange. And it's, I, exa- I, yeah, it's pretty good. A ship battle. It's yeah, it's like likely. a ship battle. And I, I like that a lot more compared to just like the one shot, one kill type thing. But I don't know. I'm just always disappointed by these mech games. Did you ever play a game called Armored Core? I did. I love the fuck out of that game. Did it on PlayStation? Yeah, like this, this game, if it was... You know, you don't want to say, hey, be more like this. But if this was, like, Armored Core mixed with, like, the business aspect. And, like, in Armored Core, the multiplayer is all about PvP. But there are missions. It's, like, th- this this could have been done so much better. And there's examples of, like, ways it could have been better. And, uh, yeah, like, there's there's so there's such a learning curve to this game that your, your experience is completely determined on if you read tooltips or not. Or if you actually play the tutorial. Because, like... Bobby was like, I'm going to go all laser build. I'm like, I hope we face a lot of fucking tanks because lasers are made for killing tanks. And like every, every single weapon type has a certain thing that they kill good. Like, so like the missiles are for air units and like the cannons are for like bigger mechs. And like, there's a bunch of other shit and just like, but like, like then again, like the variants on weapons and stuff like that, like there's a, there's a machine gun, there's a minigun, there's a cannon, there's a bigger cannon. There's the biggest cannon. And, like, 
there's hardly a difference between each piece that you're making, you know? Meanwhile, like, Armored Core, there's, like, 50 fucking missile launchers. There's, like, 20 assault... Like, it just goes on and on and on, so... A big surprise... Um, two things, two standout things that happened to me. Uh, one game that I was playing, it was so close. Like, I was playing a smaller mech, and... Um, I had blown the arms off of this thing. It, all it had was like a head laser, but I'm at zero health and my uh, heat sinks are blown out and I'm constantly, because I, I'm running that, that small one that you start with in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it has yeah. four lasers. And so I'm constantly sweating, but my heat sinks are gone. So my lasers are overheating me and my mech straight shuts off uh, probably three times in that fight. It'll, if you heat, uh, overheat, Everything turns off. Computer turns off, and you're just sitting duck. And all three times that it happened to me, I just happened to, like, I was flying, and then I fell in cover, and he couldn't get to me in time to kill me. But I was like, oh, my God. It was so close, and then I won that fight, and I was like, whew, that was awesome. And it was like a good 10-minute fight, which was also awesome. Um, And then uh, the other thing, oh, later on, probably the sixth mission or so, you get one called the Wasp, which is even faster and smaller than no the locust that you get uh faster and smaller than the first one that you get and this thing is a micro machine compared to these other things like there's like a dude sitting and legs and uh it's so fast and has a machine gun on it you can you can run literally run circles and that's what you have to do run circles around these big guys and just shoot them in the ass with a machine gun until they go down and it's so satisfying like i really had fun with that so when we when we were playing the first mission we did right we failed instantly because we just got blown up by tanks and aircraft which are considered like chaff that you're supposed to kill like with like a press of a button yeah they're not challenging no and then so like okay i'm like bobby's like okay you can you can move your hips and and lock and look this way and then i'm like okay if you press one that means you fire all your lasers and then you can switch what like we're all reading that tutorial and manual at the oh same time. you guys played you guys went straight into the yeah, yeah, like a bunch of idiots. Oh, I see. Well, it wasn't too hard to figure out how everything yeah. worked. We- weapon no. System 1 and Weapon System 2 are left-click and right-click. It's yeah, three and it. three and up, you have to go and push. But yeah. anyway, we're getting into the weeds. Uh, recommend for 30 bucks? Uh, yeah, probably if, not. If you but... like mech games and business simulators, then, then 30 bucks this will get you. you know? Yeah, it's not terrible. Uh, but yeah, if this is your jam, then maybe... If this is yeah, your jam, then maybe. That's what I'm going to go with. If you already like it, then you'll like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to make a request. Can you talk about Killing Floor 2 so I can do my things? Um, sure. There was a big update for Killing Floor 2 recently, and I finally had a chance to play it. It is called the Interstellar... I'm sorry, I missed that there. What do they call this one? It was Inter- Interstellar Insanity. Uh, what's really cool here. So this, I I think it happened during the steam sale, but they've finally taken all the DLC, all these new weapons and skins that you used to be able to buy, uh, just piecemeal. You can now buy them in one big whole thing. Uh, just like a flat fee will get you all of them, which I thought was really cool because they were really starting to pile up. Um, there's a new map, of course, it's called the moon base and it's got not quite zero G, but low gravity. So you're, you're jumping around, which is really interesting. In this game, jumping is not, you can't really jump over things. Uh, you can jump in the game, but it's not a, 
It's not an important mechanic in this game at all. Uh, it yeah. rarely comes into play. Um, so to have a map where jumping is now like this huge thing, you're supposed to jump up, float around, and then shoot down at the zombies or jump over something, like, it, it totally changes it. Um, still a great game, man. Like I, I love going back to this every now and then. You know, on Fridays, we've got a, a group of people that always plays whatever games, uh, you know, whatever game, and Killing Floor 2 tends to come up quite a bit. Um, and of course, what is great with the DLC weapons, if anybody on your team has them, everybody has access to it. So well, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so if you're playing with someone who's bought the full pack, you get access to every single upgraded weapon there. Um, and they have, they're doing some sort of event, you know, they always uh, have events with this game and the newer one is, uh, this summer event, which I don't think I've, I've seen before. They always have their Christmas one and their Halloween one. And I, I love those events. Uh, they had the Gary Busey's Christmas, which was the absolute best, never topped that, but they dress up the Zeds, the zombies in this game with all these interesting, uh, thematic outfits. So Christmas, they'll be dressed like presents or Santa Claus or gingerbread men or whatever. Halloween, they got a Halloween costumes on. So the summer event, I've never seen it before, but they've got it's pretty funny, man. They've got like their swimsuits on and they oh, get all ready That's for hilarious. the pool party and stuff. It's great, man. I had a flashback to uh, my Heroes of the Storm days when they used to do the summer event for that. They had stitches with the little, uh, uh, the little like yeah. floaty. What, what do you call that thing? The little life life preserver. Oh yeah, 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 thing, yeah. The thing that goes around your waist and keeps you alive. Yeah, and his hook turned into a a bucket like a little sand pail that he'd throw out. Oh man. It, it's so strange because I've been so busy with school that I haven't really taken my nose out of the book long enough to realize that summer is happening. We're over halfway through July and I, it, it literally is like summer has not existed uh, for me. So I, I was kind of reminded with this, with this new update that, Oh yeah, it's summer, isn't it? That's so that sad, Bobby. Fun. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's really I, happy, dude. I, that's why. That's why we're like, I'm gonna take another classes. I'm like, dude, it's summer. You know, like, it would have been fine. I totally underestimated this chemistry class, though, big time. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see how many students in this class made it to the end because there was like 30 on the first day. I'd, I'd be surprised because I'm a pretty smart guy and a pretty hard worker. But this is, it's really testing my limits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also the chemistry class, dude. It was also like the cherry on top, Bobby. Like you it, had it been a normal class, you would have been at your limits, right? Because you try to push yourself, right? Well, you were doing? taking as many classes as you could, right? Well, I'm taking nine units. Four of that is the chemistry, but it's all the chemistry. Like, do all yeah. the work, all the time is is the chemistry class. It's just studying constantly. But I, I won't go into the story. I explained it before the show, but I never took chemistry before ever in my life. Some weird thing happened when I was in high school. They were trying some different um, science program out in my district. So things happened and somehow I got through high school without ever taking chemistry. So this is my first time uh, learning about a lot of this stuff. It's because in East County, they didn't want people learning how to cook their own meth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a big concern out there. <laughs> Jesus uh, 
All right. So um, we talked about this last week, but I actually played it. Uh, Gladiator Guild Manager Prologue. Prologue being the demo, the free demo that you can mm-hmm. play. And uh, whether or not this was going to be the happy mix between business and um, business. About- like the business end of axes. See what I did there? It didn't really work, but here we are. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's way more on the cartoony time uh, side. It's way more on the action side. Uh, you can't c- take control of any of the characters. You just put them out there. Uh, it's a lot more like uh, Tabs, a totally accurate battle simulator, because positioning, I feel like, has a lot to do with it. Um, everybody is going to fight whoever's right in front of them. That's just how the AI works. So a lot it's of a times... Cell phone games. Yeah. Uh, this game feels like a cell phone game. Um, I don't know if it is. We've been bamboozled a few times. There's been a couple times where we reviewed something like, dude, this is like free on whatever. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no wonder it was so bad. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad game. And I actually had an enjoyable experience. Unfortunately, it's a little light on the business side. Like uh, money, I think, hardly has an, you know, you have to hire people sometimes, but mostly you just kind of, um, you have plenty of money. I never had any issue. Of, of course, I'm only playing the demo, so I haven't played the full fleshed out game. Um, but what I played was enjoyable, and I had a good time with it. And there's a ton of classes. There was a necromancer, which, of course, I um, try to buff up as much as possible. Uh, he, and they all have, they don't all have, but, you know, there's a lot of variance between them there's like a wolf who's really fast and good at getting at the back line so if you position him at the right position he'll go and kill their healers before um he before they can start healing but if you put him right in front of their bruisers he's just going to go at their bruisers uh conversely like the necromancer is really weak um you know he all he does is a fear but as soon as one of the enemy dies, he raises them, and now that person's on his, on your team. And on a 5v5 fight, if you can turn that into a 3v7, that's a huge advantage. So all you, yeah. I would concentrate all my guys on just killing one of their guys as quick as possible so that I would get that numbers advantage. And so there, there's... And I'm just talking, I'm just scraping the service. There's like, I probably experienced seven or eight classes, and this is just a demo. So um, what's the price on this? American price there. There's there's no uh, there's no price on the Steam page. Yeah, yet, it's it not like. out yet. Yeah, I'd be surprised if this is over twenty dollars. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about it, it maybe when it comes out. This looks awesome. I'm totally a sucker for games where, um, the positioning of the units are more important than like the stats or uh, of the units themselves. Like it's more about strategy. Um, the only thing that. I, like I'd play the shit out of this, but I think it would I would need like a multiplayer component because rarely does the AI challenge you in these kind of auto battler games. Like you can play people and really think outside the box with like something like the League of Legends one and stuff like that. You know, don't so. get it twisted, dude. This is not Total War. What all I'm saying is like there's ways to use the front line that are more effective than others, but it's not like. You know, back line is back line, front line is front line, and that's it. But, okay. you know, you can put the wolves in a pay, place where they will see the healers before the other ones. Um, right. But, yeah, it's like tabs if you played it. You've played tabs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And unit selection, which is a big part about tabs, too. Like, oh, I didn't kill them with that. Let me throw this at them. And you right. can um, and items drop, and you can equip your guys, too. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't have to worry about how much food they eat and how much the fucking public likes my gladiator combat. It's like, no, it's, it's basically just the fun part. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time and I would, uh, I'm definitely going to look at it when the full release comes out. Sick. Yeah. Uh, This is a perfect example for the steam deck. Like this is what I would want to play on my Steam Deck. Good game for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so as far as what I played this week besides Mech Warrior, I put about five hours into Mech Warrior and uh Um I played the newest expansion for Total War Warhammer. Um so essentially this is the final DLC for Total War Warhammer two before the third one comes out. Um it feels like uh, they are experimenting with a bunch of mechanics so that the third one can kind of be flushed out as much as it can. Uh, for example, one of the mechanics is mercenaries, where if you cause enough like battles in a certain area to be fought and you, you win or lose, ogres will show up. And you you're can talking about ogres. on the on the world map. On the world map, yeah. Okay. If you cause and enough so chaos any- on the world map. It, no, you can fuck up anybody. Like if you're like the lizardman and you're fighting like the like the uh, tomb kings, like the ogres will just be attracted from all like the fighting, mm. and you can hire them. And the crazy thing is like the AI can hire them as well, and so it gets pretty fucking nuts because, for example, dwarves don't have cavalry, right? Well, um, if they hire ogres they can hire Ogre Cavalry, which are, like, some of the best in the game because they're monstrous cavalry. These guys ride these huge, like, mounts that are, like, three times the size of horses, and they themselves are, like, ten feet tall. And uh, it it doesn't break the game, but it definitely makes it more interesting. Like, it's not like every time I fight the dwarves, it's like, all right, I'm not going to beat them, like, by artillery, so I'm going to have to use, armor, like, armor-piercing damage. Uh, like, oh, fuck, they actually have... <laughs> Cavalry, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And but, so that that definitely throws a monkey wrench in things. So, Nick, does that mean that economy is more uh, important now because you want to raise more money to be able to hire the mercenaries than the opposing faction? Um, well, it depends on the faction. Some factions don't have economies at all. So that's another, like, big change to one of the main uh, races that they added. I mean, that they buffed up so they they buffed up two races it was the lizardmen and then the beastmen and the beastmen haven't had any love since uh the first game they were the first dlc race for the first game and uh they're they're considered one of the most lackluster rosters because they don't have any single large like monsters that are really crazy and in this in this dlc they added two of them but now they don't have any uh, like uh they don't have any uh, economy because beastmen don't need money in the in the Warhammer world, they just rape and pillage and burn things to the ground for chaos gods. So they have no use for money. So what, how do they hire the mercenaries, or they don't? So they they gain what is called favor, and because ogres, some of them worship the chaos gods, you can use favor as your uh, as your currency to hire them. Christian, um, how is this not your shit, dude? This seems like so in like right up your alley. Yeah, I was just talking it before the show. Um, I don't know. I was just turned off by the uh, magic. Like, there's much more focus on heroes and and stuff, at least in Total War Warhammer 1, which is the only one I've played. And I kind of like more the tactical stuff. But uh, I can't, like, it does look dope. Like, it looks really good. 
So, like, the magic stuff, like, depending on what race you're playing or even depending on what leader you're playing, like, there are leaders that are dude, like, they have no magic at all, but, like, they're good fighters. There are there are leaders that have no magic and are terrible fighters, but they're supportive characters. And it's not like, oh, I just have an army full of heroes, therefore I win. Like, that's not the case at all. Like, there are, there are units that are made to kill heroes and stuff like that, or, ch- like, just characters. Um... But in regards to the DLC, like, it, it changed a lot. And so one big thing, <laughs> like, that has happened in this game that people made fun of is that there's a character that's called Kazrak One-Eye. And Kazrak is a, 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 is a beast man, and he's supposed to be able to fly. Like, he's like a mutated goat man that has wings, and he's supposed to fly. Well, when the game first got released, they're like, oh, we can't just make a single hero fly. Like, it, like there's weird conjectures that, like, doesn't work, and it just it never happened for three years. Well, now they figured it out, because in the next game, there's, like, four characters that are single entities that can fly, and they had to figure it out, so they, they put it in this game, and they're testing it. So, so um, you, can say, see, you can see part three in exactly. this DLC. It's like the little bump of like drug, like before they sell you the whole kilo, they're just like, <laughs> try it out. Like, you're going like <laughs> to like it. So worth the money? De- definitely. This is arguably one of the best DLCs in the game. Um, I would say you, you go from, and so I, I do have my dislikes. So the, the two deals, you know, the two, the two campaigns you get with this are, couldn't be more different. So there's one who's a chameleon skink that is all about killing chaos, and the way his mechanic works is that he's able to teleport across the map and complete these special missions for things to happen for his his uh his like uh settlements and stuff. And the thing is, he does not know how to earn money whatsoever. Like any kind of gold mining, any kind of like buildings that would normally give you money are like at like ten percent what they normally are. Hmm. And uh his his whole army is about hit and run tactics. Like if you were to engage like with an actual like line of like infantry and then like range units, you would get obliterated every time. Meanwhile, the other character you get who's a giant brass bull is all about just charging straight the fuck in. And he has a unique mechanic where like it's called momentum. So every time you win, you get like bonuses onto your next fight. But eventually, the one of the bonuses is you get to move again. And there have been people that have uh, exploited the game where they've gotten to fight, I think it's 20 battles in one turn with one character, which is, like, impossible in any of the other games. And they're already patching it to fix it because it is broken. But uh, it's, it like, it's one of the best DLCs for the game by far. And there's a bunch of free shit that come with it too. Like you don't even have to buy the game to like get the characters to, to play against. So I'm glad it's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check it out. I'm trying, uh, my one big, big, big gripe is that uh, the campaign for the, the hit and run guy is broken. Um, I have all the objectives done to win the campaign, and the only one left is to complete a certain amount of those missions. But they just they just completely stop showing up. And I've looked up every way to know how to make them show up on purpose, and they just won't. So it's a game breaking bug. Wait. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But it's still fun, Christian. Yeah, you got two on your list. That means you're yeah. next. Usually, you don't play t- two games 
enough to have anything to say at all. But, uh, oops, sorry, cat. I just chucked my cat off the table. Don't That's apologize good. to them. Uh, They're uh, feral <laughs> monsters. Um, Company of Heroes 3. This came out of nowhere for me, but apparently lots of people in the Company of Heroes community have been playing with the developers um and uh they're doing this kind of kind of different kind of interesting basically they want to co-develop the game with the community so this is a pre-alpha it's free anyone can play it download it um and then at the end it gives you whatever little check marks what do you want us to work on um it's kind of interesting i i don't know how effective it is because a lot of people who like company of heroes 2 are kind of i don't know you know, sh- shitty discourse, shitty feedback, like game sucks, SJW Need- shit, you, like not useful stuff, at least in the forums. And, uh, and needs more server. cats. We need more pictures of cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but no. but like other uh, uh, Total War people are like, wow, this is what we wanted. We always wanted a, a, a new Total War game because they're taking Company of Heroes 2, which is like this small RTS and they've expanded it to a campaign map where you pick your battles and you have to manage supply lines and they're making it more in depth and they're kind of fusing the the two together. So it's a pretty big um departure from like what they've been doing before and uh it's bringing new people in but basically from what I've seen the people who like the series aren't too um excited about it. Uh I played the demo. It was super fun. Uh I'm a Total War fan so I like the campaign map moving stuff around and managing stuff. Uh, yeah, World War II, always a fun time. Uh, kill the Nazis, all that good stuff. Uh, you guys play Company of Heroes? I mean, I this is Company like... Heroes. Company of Heroes 1 and 2 are kind of like the quintessential World War II RTSs. I mean, this that's where it stops. The buck stops there or whatever. Like, you don't yeah. have to go beyond um, Company of Heroes 2. You look up best one ever, I think, uh, Company of Heroes 2 comes up at the top and it's i don't know how many years long so this is overdue i have a question for you chris uh bobby and i played a game once that was trying to do something like this like um using the the community and as soon at the end of every round like a questionnaire would pop up yeah or before you signed off do you remember what it was bobby i Fuck if I know what game it was, but do you remember there was a game that was like, did you have a good time? And you just push and then like a questionnaire came up and you click things very, very easily and like nothing you would want to quit out of because it was like a couple games have done that. Here's the storm did that for a while. It was like four questions every time you played. It wasn't yeah. overbearing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that yeah. how it was? Or do you have to go to a separate website and give them your what There's- for? There's something that pops up, but it's not it's not uh, simple at all. Like, because uh, this is a pre-alpha, so uh, from what I've seen, they want you to go to the forums and they want you to write a big post of why you don't mechanic X, and they want to see screenshots and they want to see supporting evidence. Like, they want like the hardcore fans to like test the game and tell them what they mm. think about it. There was no like kind of quick questionnaire, and I'm not even sure it would be useful to them at this point because apparently, like they said, everything's up in the air. We will literally change everything. We have this idea for a game. Now we're testing the campaign map on this pre-alpha. So tell us what you think. Um, wow. So They're getting... I, I've never, I've never heard of a studio doing that before being like, 
the setting is locked. Everything else, mechanics-wise, like we can tweak. It's up to you guys. So, and, and yeah. I think an RTS is really open for a lot of changes. You know, maybe a first-person shooter as well too. Uh, are just open for you. You can change. What is an RTS? But a bunch of rules and figurines moving around. You know, so you can tweak all of that. Yeah, wouldn't uh, wouldn't that be every every game? I'm not sure, but uh, release date is TBA because of that. Like they're like, we don't know when this is going to be done. <laughs> Just help us. So anyways, that's the unique part of this. And if you're out there listening and you want to try it, um, just go to your relic account, download it for free. It hooks up right to steam and it's about half an hour of gameplay right now. So, um, oh. yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, I'm not going to just let it swing by that. You contradicted me. So you're off the show too. Out <laughs> uh, right after this episode though, because I need you to look things up. <laughs> Damn. Um, I played a hell of a game, guys. I played a really good game. Uh, RoboQuest. Uh, It is Gunfire Reborn, but better. Um, The only thing... The only reason that it's not as good as Gunfire Reborn is because it's two-player instead of three. But pretty much everything else is uh, pretty much the same thing, except for it's not a fantasy setting. It's more of a sci-fi setting. Uh, you play as this little girl who uh, ro- flies around in this VW van, um, like, and, and then she gets, I think she's exploring mines, and the way she does that is she builds this robot, the robot goes into the mine and does the exploring for her, as the robot is unlocking things, um, she, her base camp is getting built up, and thus the roguelike. You know, that's how they explain the roguelike part of it. She just keeps sending robots into the mind. And um, I, I really, you know, I play roguelikes incessantly. Like, uh, you guys already know this, but Binding of Isaac, there's no explanation why he gets to spawn over and over. Uh, I kind of like it when they try. I mean, it's good enough. I'll take that. Uh, and I plus, the, I, go ahead. I think the reason why is that, like, it's a, uh, like, it's a story that God wants to see played out in different ways or something like that. I thought that, like, yeah, that that's the reason why he keeps coming back. The reason I didn't say that is because that's wrong. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I, I always thought that's what it was. <laughs> so, this game for like four years. I thought that's what it was. So, uh, but it is fun to build your base camp. You see these little tents pop up and they actually help your character in the next run through. And that's a reason why I think that it's better than, um, gunfire reborn because the pro- the progression in gunfire reborn was so slow and incremental and it took forever to unlock anything the second character took forever in this game there are so many guns um that you can just get they just drop um and you feel like especially in the early parts you're unlocking things every run like non-stop and it, it, it's good um if you've ever played Dead Cells, you'll understand what I mean by the uh, perk system. So in Dead Cells, there's three perks that you can go down, and the, there's weapons that affiliate with those perks. There's green, purple, red. And um, if you bump up your purple, you get more health, and your purple weapons do more damage. This does the exact same thing, but has five. There's also blue and yellow. So as you're playing the games, as you're leveling up, this is on a single run I'm talking about, not the outside part. Um, 
you're leveling up your perk. You can do demo, which is yellow. And demolition, you you just level that up. And then that'll kind of pigeonhole you into using demo guns. You don't have to, but each one of them has a perk as well, like a, a offshoot. So um, assault is red. So all your assault weapons are going to do more damage. But it also, every time you put a point into assault, you do um, 2% more melee damage. So you do get a perk, even though you're not using that gun type. It's not huge, but it's something. And um, as I'm unlocking this base camp, uh, the different things that you can unlock are like, when, originally you start with zero perks. And then I started building on my base camp, and now I start with one, two, three, and they're random. So now I might start with two assault and one um, robo, let's say. And so that'll kind of pigeonhole me into picking my first gun, but not really. Like, I can still do whatever I want, but it's nice to have those perks. And I'm glad that I've spent those wrenches. That's what you get to unlock things in mm-hmm. your base camp. Um, over, all in all, I mean, aesthetically, music, almost everything is really good. Um, you know, the sound effects on the shooting, that was maybe one thing that I didn't like. But everything else, it's pretty great. Um, somebody nailed it on the aesthetic. You can say Borderlands, but there's another game that like it looks exactly like it. I wish I could remember it. But um, yeah, I'm having a great time with this. Um, and then the, there's four classes. I've unlocked three. I've only played two. One of them is called the the Guardian, or yeah, and his Q ability, his ultimate, if you will. Uh, he has a shield for like eight seconds, so you can really jump in there and like fuck shit up. Um, the second one we got was more of a rogue. He disappears, so you lose all aggro, and you, um, eight seconds later, you can pop up whatever you want, do bonus damage when you come out of it, and I'm not sure what the third one is, but all in all, having a fantastic time with this. It's $20 right now. I picked it up for like 13 on the Steam sale, I think. Uh, what's the all-time low on that? Whatever. 15 um, Canadian dollars. <laughs> so probably, yeah, like 12 or $13 American. And um, yeah, me and John had a great time. And then John went to bed and SOCOM jumped in. And SOCOM, when he sinks his, th- uh, his teeth into something, he goes off on it. And the last game that I remember him doing that with was Gunfire Reborn. So he bought this like instantly. As soon as he saw us playing it, he's like, yeah, it's already bought. So then I started playing with him. And yeah, it... That that's the game, but I honestly believe better than Gunfire Reborn. Hmm. Wow, yeah. a new challenger. Did you ever go back to Gunfire Reborn after the 1.0 update? I was never a big fan from the beginning. Okay. I, I played it mostly because everybody else was playing it. Right. Yeah, I feel like this does it a lot better. Cool. <laughs> uh, a card game, Bobby? What's going on? A card game, yes. One of the uh, old card games. I had a dream that I was, this is such a stupid dream, but I had a dream (laughs) that I was reading a PC Gamer article. (laughs) Wow. And it was talking about the the craze with card-based combat games, and then the article was about the original card games. (laughs) I don't know. It was a very specific article, apparently, in my dream. Yeah. Um, But you've been hearing Emilio talk too much. Yeah. But a card, (laughs) uh, a card game that, 
was mentioned in my dream in this article that I was reading it was called Card City Nights. This is a game that I played a long time ago. It came out a long time ago, 2014. Um, it is by Ludo City. This developer, they've got a couple of games. It'll Do is another one of their games that I've played. All their games have the same art style. It's this very simple but pleasing uh, animation that they use in their games. Now, this is a card game, but it's not really card-based combat. You have this placemat where you can place these cards there, and you're trying to place these cards that you draw so that they connect with each other, and then they do various things when they connect with each other. The mechanics are very different than card-based combat, so even though it is a card-based game. But this game, I really enjoyed it back in the day, and I never beat it, so I went back to play it some more, and I still haven't beat it yet, but I feel like I'm getting close. And it is, it, it, it's a little on the easy side, but it is still very enjoyable. This is a great kind of turn-your-brain-off kind of game. Um, there's some there's some strategy. It's a bit of a puzzle, and you're playing these different opponents. There, there's a story to it, but that doesn't really matter all that much. And yeah, it's just very uh, like kid-friendly in its animation and demeanor. Hmm. Um, I realized when I was playing this game, there is a sequel that came out in 2017, like four years ago. So I might check that out. It's only $7.99 for the sequel. And it looks like the boards are bigger. The mechanics have changed a little bit. The uh, reviews, this is a very small game, by the way. Like the, You aren't going to see big numbers on the reviews here. But um, the people who have played it apparently uh, did like it. Um, so I don't know. I might check that out. Uh, it, it's one of those games. It's like a line, L-Y-N-E, mm -hmm. that it's kind of a rather simple puzzle game, but it's incredibly satisfying. Uh, that I always no, find myself no going back to. Multiplayer, huh? It's just... I think the second one has multiplayer. Oh, uh, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Kind of like Gwent or something. Um, so, uh, long-time listeners of, of the podcast might appreciate this. Chad and I were such Magic Gathering fans that we decided to make our own CCG, uh, TCG a long time ago. And we had kind of placed our... Our time frame, we did it in like modern warfare. So it was going to like tanks and planes and stuff like that. And we had three, um, both both um, sides had three lines. You had your front line, your uh, artillery, and then you had your supply chain. And you had to protect your supply chain from being um, flanked from, from the corners. We never got really down it, but we got to the point where we were like printing out cards and putting them in plastic and playing them. But then it kind of died when we got, we were just doing too much drugs and fucking drinking too much <laughs> to, to fill it. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, fuck, we would have been way ahead of the game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal that idea and make millions of dollars. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Not trademarked. Let's go. Uh, all right. I played, I played a Civ killer. So, oh boy, that's, that's, that's fighting words. I know, I know. There's some fighting words this podcast, right? So that beautiful. game Humankind is coming out, and it's supposed to be a Civ killer. Um, but I've watched some YouTubers play it, and I don't know. People just kind of don't seem too excited about it. Like I thought it looked awesome, and when Bobby played it, it sounded awesome. Um, but whatever current rendition they have, and they're about to release isn't really making people the most excited or so I've heard. So I was looking around, I was looking around and this game just released from the, um, it's like Civ except only in 
the ancient era and it mixes Civ and Crusader Kings. So I was like, oh shit, I've, I've got to try this. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's exactly what I wanted from Civ 6, but didn't get, um, you know, typical Civ stuff. You build up your cities, but then you have the added mechanic of mailing or mailing lineage. (laughs) Yeah. Lineage, marrying your rulers, you know, all the subterfuge, that kind of political game. Um, and it's multiplayer. So it's checking all the boxes and there's so many like learning moments in the game. It's like, you've discovered this place and then you can click on it and it'll give you like a history of what that place was in the real world and stuff like that. So it's, uh, these are real. I like what's up. It's real earth. No, no, it's not real earth. It's procedurally generated, but you'll just like the names of places start off real. So you'll be like, Oh, this is, the island of Cyprus. It'll just be a random island, not really Cyprus. But then it'll have a tooltip that pops up and take you through the history of Cyprus in the ancient era. And then you get to rename it if you're the first one to discover it. So you can name oceans, mountains, rivers, and you can kind of make the world. If you're like me, you get really high and you play these games and you're super into role-playing. This sounds like it was made for you, dude. Yeah, it really does, yeah. And it's kind of a stealth release. I mean, on their website, they have all these reviews. All the big people have reviewed it, but I never heard anything in the places I frequent. People who play this types of games I haven't played, so thought it was worth sharing. It's called Old World. Um, it's 30 bucks, and it's only on the Epic Game Store. So I almost didn't buy it because of that. Um, Can't play it on know. your Steam Deck. Can't play it on the Steam Deck, exactly. <laughs> Which uh, kind of sucks. And it dude, looks this like shit looks exclusive. incredible, and it like you would think I remember the deve- the last developer that you talked to um that was making um kind of like a dwarfheim game um, oh yeah yeah remember the graphics on that that's what I would expect for something this lofty, but the graphics are beautiful oh, the game is beautiful, and the the music they have uh i don't know they have like that little sitar they have they have all the uh, it's just super immersive look at it him, Bobby he's great. giddy he's giddy dude. <laughs> I'm so happy. So if you're out there and you want to play a multiplayer game, uh, let me know. I've got like 15 hours in this, so I'm pretty much a pro. And uh, we can we can take it from there. Damn. I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Your excitement makes me happy. Yep. Let's get to these listener questions. We have a mountain of them, folks. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to these, and uh, we're going to do a bit of a speed round here. So first one's coming from Zap. What's your favorite alternate ending in a game? Mine is Far Cry 4. So Far Cry 4, that's the one where the guy tells you to sit there and wait. And if you actually do it for a certain period of time, the credits roll and you win the game. Yeah, it's because uh, the bad guy, all he wants you to do, all he wants to do is basically give you the keys to run the nation. But because you take off and start this like (laughs) civil war, uh, he's never able to like say, hey, you're the... You're the guy now. And so uh, I, I want to say it's the same one. I've, I've told that story probably four times on the podcast. So I'm going to go with that one. I really like hey, that one. Have you? Um, so I think you're wrong. I think he wants, you're just there to get your mother's ashes. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have those. And then he just gives them to you and he just flies away. Is that what it is? Maybe I'm wrong. Then. That sounds, yeah, I remember something about the ashes. That was the last Far Cry game I beat. Um, there was an, a fake out ending in the first divinity too. Uh, it, it's pretty 
deep into the game, maybe a couple hours, but you get to an area where you talk to a bunch of statues. And if you pick some option, then the credits roll and everything, like the actual credits from the end game, but then it stops and puts you back into the real game. Because you're between worlds that, right? You're like, um, is that the alternate dimension where your home base is? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the first divinity. I will say that um, Biden of Isaac has so many endings. Every every major boss has a different ending. And Sam just beat Delirium for the first time on her own without my help. And that is the saddest ending, man. It is the worst one to watch. Uh, it kind of, ex- this is the explanation I've heard, Nick, is, um, you know, Isaac's mom wants to kill him because she's been watching too many religious shows on TV. And um, he jumps into his toy box and to hide from her. And then she, then he suffocates. But that takes some time because in a toy box, there's oxygen. So you see, you see him breathing heavy and then breathing slowly and then not breathing and then being a skeleton. And the idea is that the entire game is a delusion. While he's dying and suffering from oxygen loss, he's... He has delirium, and thus that's why he oh, that's why delirium turns into all the former bosses. That's makes a lot more sense, right? That makes a lot more stupid sense. ass thing you brought up earlier. Stupid ass. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, Zap also asks: Given the chip shortage and the pandemic, do you think the Steam Deck will release on time? Yes. Yes. It's probably the reason for the chip shortage. I hope so. <laughs> well, I, hope. I, th- I think they have planned everything out pretty well. Valve usually doesn't mess up with things like this. Yeah. Like if they, the chip shortage and the, the, the whole silicon issue, like that's been happening for quite a while now. So I don't know. I, I imagine they're, they're going to sell a ton of these and it's going to be like, if you put it in order now, it it could be, a long time before you get it, if you got it day one. But I, I think you'll still get it on time. But yeah, I can't imagine it being too far off. I think that's why the deliveries are spaced out. That's why if you were to get it, if you're going to go buy one right now, it'll probably tell you Q2 22. Because it, it's already, you know, they've talked to their supply chain and they had it all worked out. I hope. It's pretty cool that they're doing that. Yeah, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I like that they called it the Steam Deck, too. I didn't mention this when we were talking before, but it makes me think of Shadowrun. If you if you go with one of the characters who is like a hacker, they upgrade the decker, their deck. Right? Well, yeah, oh. I think they call, they might call them deckers. Yeah, I think there, they're I deckers, too. Yeah, think, but they use a deck. And like the deck a derogatory is, term, man. <laughs> but they, the, the deck is the device that they use when they're doing all their hacks, and you can upgrade it and customize it. Dude, the whole Shadowrun collection was, I think, free on Epic. I downloaded it. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah, I think they have like a, a version that includes everything now. Yeah. I wanted to quickly mention this, that we're on the uh, topic of the Steam Deck. Um, on the same day, Elgato announced something called a Stream Deck. Oh, well, we had one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. probably a new version of it, but oh, yeah, geez. the Stream yeah, Deck. A new version, but like, what a, like, man, launch time, they were like, okay, we've prepared for whatever, six months for this, we're going to release it, <laughs> big release. Steam's like, yeah, we're releasing a Steam Deck. They're like, fucking shit. Yeah. That, Sons of bitches. That just sucks, dude. Because yeah. Steam was so hush-hush about when it was going to come out, too. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. 
All right, Jake. By the way, it's a good product, right, Bobby? You like it. What, the Steam Deck? The Stream Deck. Oh, the Stream Deck. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I yeah, because all those buttons are, are uh, programmable, and you mm-hmm. can put whatever symbol you want in it, right? Yeah, you can put whatever icon you want, and it you can it interfaces with, like, any program. So yeah. it, it works great for our needs. Ooh, I can't wait to get those uh, Gato dollars coming in. <laughs> all right, JP Diddy asks, uh, DLG crew vacation, all expenses paid. Where do you and the crew go? Didn't we Bobby, just answer this? Bobby wants to murder us in a forest or something. Didn't he just say that? He's oh, like, let's we go to saying, a forest. Yeah. Hope we don't meet a murderer, right? So I don't know about that. <laughs> Again, but. I'll just reiterate. I think Japan, because it's like kind of a video game capital, and you know, we'd have, we definitely have some video game stories after that. It's, I second Japan. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, Japan would be cool. Log cabin, though. Middle of nowhere. Get out of log cabin. Nobody to hear you scream. (laughs) Bobby, you'll um, cook for us, right? Just wake up early, chop some lumber. Bobby, you have something there. Because when we were talking about where to do DLG for this year, somebody was saying um, off-season ski cabins Mm -hmm. are cheap because, you know, they're off-season. Yeah. You know? And so maybe next year that'll be exactly what we do. Mm, that be be, fun. We're just going to stay in the house and play games anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yep. All right. He also asks, it's over halfway through 2021. What games so far have been the biggest surprise versus the biggest disappointments? Mm. My most anticipated game, Evil Geniuses 2 World Domination, that was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, biggest surprise? Not a lot. Yeah, nothing. Bobby's thought of everything. There's no surprises. <laughs> no surprises. It's like when you watch a movie, Limitless. He's like, I see everything. It's Bobby's eyes jumping around. Well, it's not a game, but the the Steam Deck is was a huge surprise for me, and I feel like it's captured the internet. You know, yeah, and everyone's super psyched about it. So mm-hmm. I think I'll go with that. I'll go with that as well. I would. I, I'm inclined to agree that agree with agree with that. If my brain fucking works. <laughs> Um, as far as disappointments, uh, MacWarrior 5. <laughs> I'll also say this Witcher DLC was a huge surprise. I never thought that there was going to be another DLC. Regardless of how small or big it is or how great it is, it, like, never. Six-year-old game getting a DLC? Hmm. Yep. All right, Afro Dragon asks, Emilio, did you try Wizard of Legend? It's a roguelike, I think. Yeah, I've played it um, quite a bit, actually. I probably put a good 10 to 15 hours into it. Um, It is a roguelike, and it's an action roguelike. Um, Very, there's a lot of like uh, dashing and using combos to destroy things as fast as you can. And this is one of these games where they throw so many options at you that you, it's very hard to find out what's um, optimal or what the meta is because there, it's one of these games where there's like infinite combinations of things. Um, there's like the four, there's the four elements, and then each element has like fifty abilities, and then you can mix the elements. So just just right there. You're talking about thousands and thousands of combinations. And so you can like, I don't know, pop somebody up with earth power and then hit him with a giant fireball and then do a, do a bunch of Kung Fu on him. And then, um, but if that's better than just 
kung fuing the whole time. It, it almost come. It got. I got to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna go with whatever feels and looks good because I can't tell the difference, the nuances between what's really the best. But it is fun. Uh, I would recommend it. I'm sure you can get it for just a couple bucks on sale at this point. It's it's got to be approaching ten years old. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's a good roguelike. Um, a lot more actiony than a lot of roguelikes for sure. All right. Mm. And it has co-op, which is probably one of the very first roguelike co-ops that I can think of. Hmm. Afro Dragon also asks, which family member are you trying to turn into a gamer? Or do you wish was a gamer? Mine would be my daughter. I'm still trying. Be careful what you wish for, dude, because we have one PC and Mila incessantly asks me to play VR. And I swear to God, dude, if VR was exactly plug and play, just like, oh, click on here and no, I got to sign on. Like I was telling you the other day, Bobby, I got to switch from your account to this account. I got to run virtual desktop and then run Steam VR and then pick the game and then put it on her tiny little head. And all of this takes like 15 minutes. Oh, fucking, fucking. Um, and Sam's already a gamer. Um, I wish she was a little more open to what she would play. Like I have, uh, I just bought uh, Life is Strange 2. I think she would love it, but she's not touching it. And it's on the big screen. Like you could put it on the big TV, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I really thought about this question. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get backtrack. Biggest surprise, it takes two. Um, Hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, who do I want to turn into a gamer? Uh, Leslie uh, become a PC gamer instead of just like really only playing games on like PlayStation. But other than that, she's still like already a gamer. So yeah. All my, my family members can't play games. All my family members are gamers. I wish my dad would take a break from doing random uh, household things on his patch of land and spend a little more time just relaxing and gaming could be one of the ways he did that but every like i started gaming because my whole family's gaming either they're gamers now or they were and now they're not anymore so wish fulfilled but i'm a little confused is your dad currently or in the past was he he played a, uh, not a lot of games but he he's probably a gamer uh growing up um because like they, they had all the consoles and sorry what was that i have the same complaint about you and bobby i feel like you guys should ease your dads into games a little more like it seems like you you were like here's this game play it and he was like yeah it's awesome and then you're like no you're doing it wrong and then he never played again is that about right <laughs> no no no. he introduced games uh to me and we would play together but then he just got busy and fell out of his life now that we're all moved out of the house i feel like he could like rediscover mm. it take some time for but himself. are you trying are you actively sending him games that you think yeah. No, because make him a Steam, always, next time you're over there, make him a Steam account, right? Yeah, and, and walk him through give it. Give him FTL. Learn, le- you know what I mean? Learn how to hate Epic, you know, the normal. Yeah. <laughs> I got you <laughs> Steam, so automatically that, you have to program, hate We Epic. don't touch that program unless we absolutely need to, and fuck yeah. it. I, I, would, I would give him a game. 
Um, and he would just be like, I know the type of game he'd play. He'd play like a farming simulator or like, uh, there you, you go. Know, I, There's I, literally one called that dude, but you haven't tried this. No, the, no, the, but reason- the, the thing is that's what he's doing during his day. He's just going to get home from doing whatever he's doing and he's going to go on the game and do what he like. I just want to, I think it'd be cool for him to expand his horizons and see, you know, what gaming has become, but how about, I don't, how about you just get him playing a game? that you think and then we'll work from there the only reason i'm so hard on you guys about this is because like i wish my dad would even touch a controller before he died you know but yours played online games dude that's saying something that's so much further that you're you're already at the finish line as far as i'm concerned i i couldn't even i couldn't even get my dad to the track you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't feel the need to the push track, gaming on anybody. It's not pushing. It's it's pushing. It's not pushing because, well, I guess so. But it's only because, like, you know that they would enjoy it. There's probably a backgammon online league you have not introduced them to, Bobby. There is. There is. There has to be. Yeah, maybe. Bri- but you haven't done the work. League, backgammon. He he nutted in your mom, and now you're here, but you can't do the little thing of, like, finding a backgammon link for him? You act like this is somehow going to enrich his life. Yeah, of so course. Much. You don't think that he thinks about backgammon daily or, like, once a year or sometime? Of course he wants to play backgammon. He can't find anybody. He's bugging you guys to play it. That means he's lacking opponents. Yeah, find him opponents. Dead. I'm no sure if he really wanted with. to, he knows how the internet works. Like I'm sure he could go and find games if he wanted to. Okay, but Bobby. I, He's going to die, and you're going to be really upset. My one re- at his funeral, yeah. I'm going to get up there no. and say, like, <laughs> I really wish no I would have gotten my dad into online gaming. You know, just some real elite shit would have been cool. But <laughs> my dad played Fortnite. would have been better. Bobby, would your dad ever do the podcast? No. Yeah, he would, but he would never invite him. (laughs) Uh, Not in this hellhole. It's 90 degrees in here right now, I think. It is so hot in here. I don't think my brain is functioning correctly. Yeah. Okay, next question from Warconius. Favorite snack or beverage while gaming? Have your gaming tastes changed now that you're an awesome old person now? And that question is directed towards Emilio. So two-parter here. Uh, definitely booze. I love drinking gaming. I got some shit early on from Sam about it. He's like, you're drinking alone at home? No, I'm with thousands of friends right now. And that was a, that was a big, no, you're alone. I'm like, no, I'm not. Leave me alone. Um, and so, yeah, definitely that. And then, uh, nuts. I really like Costco's mixed deluxe nuts. Like it'll fill you up. They're so delicious. And uh, you get cheap. a fucking giant Brazil nut in your thing. And yeah, you're like, god damn, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah, this is a rock. <laughs> Brazil nuts are really tasty. Um, huge, yeah, they're really big, they look like cockroaches. Um, so there's that. And then, as far as um, changing, um, yeah, definitely I'm getting away from first-person shooters. I'm just not as good at them anymore. I Put me in a giant mech where a, where a one-on-one fight takes 10 minutes. I do a little bit better than the Twitch. I'm just getting older. Well, first-person shooters haven't really changed much either. No, I have, Bobby. 
Yeah, no, I'm saying, but also, like, how long are you going to do the same damn thing, dude? Just, like, click, click somebody in the head. I mean, that's the stuff around the first-person shooter has changed. There's different, like, progression systems and whatever, but, like, it's kind of the same. It boils down to the same gameplay. That said, I do need it in my life. Uh, Like I was talking about last week, every once in a while when I sit down, I'm like, I need to shoot things, especially Mm -hmm. in the head if I can so I'll just load up Risk of Rain, usually. But now I have Robo Robo Quest, and that, that's filling that, like, there's something to it, whatever it is. It's not the killing. It's not the, I don't think. It's even Maybe it's just the point in clicking with some risk involved. It just, it scratches an itch that I need to scratch probably once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, favorite snack, snack or beverage? I'm gonna go with Tex-Mex Trail Mix from uh, from uh, Target. All my friends fucking hate me when they see the tub of Trail Mix come out. Uh, and then favorite drink is gonna be a uh, Tropical Red Bull, the yellow ones. <laughs> tropical Red Bull. What you got going for snacks, Bobby? I, I never see you snacking. Uh, no, I don't. Especially while I'm gaming, I don't really like to drink or eat uh, because I get stuff on my keyboard and then I have to pee every. 10 minutes. So if I can, I avoid doing that. Of course, I used to always have the rock stars out when I was gaming, but uh, don't really do that anymore. Back when you were a rock star, dude. Yeah. Back <laughs> in those days. Uh, I like a nice, solid, baked, multi-layered lasagna um, with beef in it. Meat lasagna. I think that's really good when when gaming crunchy on the top very crunch uh the top past of the top lasagna pieces got to be like 50 percent crunch and that's like perfect while gaming uh, dude like, like when yum. you're in the lunch line at school and you get the corner of the mac and cheese dude come on that's like the lottery right <laughs> jesus christ this, this is your gaming snack food <laughs> yeah uh, what's wrong okay. with that no it's just kind of odd you want like a a main course for your gaming snack. Yeah, yeah dude, okay. I, I eat a lot. It's fine. You don't have to say the subtext. I just, no entrees yeah. over here. Just uh, <laughs> right to the main course. Yeah, lasagna. And uh, beverage, uh, I like anything... Uh, what's the word? Bubbly. Those little bubblies. Carbonated water. I really enjoy carbonated water. Mm. Yep. You're all... Carbonation. Mm. Yum. All right. Um, you know, if I'm, I, I feel like it's a cop out not saying anything. I will say, like, okay, so snack food that I enjoy. You know what I love is those Gardettos. You guys ever had those? No. What's that? Gardettos. Um, it's like a, it, it's like a trail mix, but. It's got the brown, the big brown pieces are really where it's at. You can get them with just the big brown pieces. And that's, if you can do that, it's very salty big... and vinegary. It's, dude, you don't, you, do you guys have 7-Eleven where you're at? Uh, yeah, we have 7-Eleven, but I've never seen this before. This, like, these are, um. Do you know what Gargettos are, Gingerbread Emilio? cookies? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that. No, they're not gingerbread. Definitely not. No, no. <laughs> this, this is like a, like a salty, vinegary kind of uh, uh, crunchy snack. Yeah. If it, next time you're in Seven Eleven, look for them. It'll probably be there. But yeah, it's very good. It's yeah. not the best, I wouldn't say, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they might. What do you like to drink? Drink water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electrolytes. They help with the computing. Mm-hmm. All right. Some riveting stuff. <laughs> what do we got next? There's so many of these. Zap. All right. Zap is up next. What are some of your favorite gaming content creators, YouTube, Twitch, or podcasts? I'll just go down the line. Uh, YouTube, I would say um, Hot Ones. I That's the one thing I see pop up. I'll watch the episode almost right. always. It's a gaming content creator. Oh, is it yeah, gaming? Creators. Well, then yeah. I don't really watch anybody. As far as gaming, I'll say Angry Joe because he made that Street Fighter game. But I don't watch anybody in there. I don't watch anybody on Twitch. Uh, Chi, a uh, shout out to Chi, Smoochy, S M O O X C H I. Um, I don't even know if he streams anymore. And podcasts, um, us. I listen to us. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, partake in a lot of the content. Yeah, I mean, either not gaming content. No, anymore. I would say almost all my information comes from PC Gamer, and that I Google all that. So, yeah, I mean, before we did the podcast, I felt like I needed to tune into a podcast about gaming to be aware of what was going on. But now it's just like something I do every single week is what's new, what's new, what are we going to talk about? So I don't really need the updates. Yeah. Um, That being said, yeah, I don't really watch Twitch anymore since Heroes of the Storm. I don't really listen to any more gaming podcasts. and YouTube, the only thing that I still watch is occasionally Yahtzee Croshaw. And then I still watch Jim Sterling or Stephanie Sterling as he's going by now. But um, he I transition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I, I catch his show on uh, Mondays and it, it's really weird because I've been watching this guy for a long time since he was with uh, The Escapist like uh, 10 years ago. And just the journey this guy has been on, probably why I have such a bitter attitude towards gaming. But like every episode of the Jimquisition now is just him uh, railing against like AAA companies and this or that. And he says, um, you know, I know you guys get tired of seeing the same content, but I've been covering this for like 20 years and it's the same shit. So yeah. what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. And um, But it has better graphics, Bobby. It's shinier shit. Not even that at these days. Yeah. We're not even seeing jumps in graphics. Dude, I, haven't, I haven't even bought a new graphics card in four, three, four years. So. Yeah. yeah. Why would you? Other than uh, Cyberpunk and then even that. Yeah, there hasn't. I've ran into some games that Deus Ex Mankind Divided uh, didn't run very well on my computer. So, I mean, yeah, there's some games out there, but those aren't the games that I usually play. Yeah. Don't need much for Card City Nights. <laughs> Running on the Unity engine. Sorry, sorry, everybody's airdrops. <laughs> okay. What about you guys, Nick? Oh, no, he's muted. Yep. He's talking. Mandalore Gaming, hands down, best, uh, like, reviewer on YouTube about, like, the most random fucking games. Uh, and any others, I'm going to go, as far as, like, Twitch, uh, Pay Money Wubby. It's more of a troll streamer, but he still reviews games sometimes. Uh, that's it. I don't really, uh, I don't really follow creators too much. I mostly just search something and then click on the first couple of videos. Um, but I will say, good friend, controlled pairs for tactical, for tactical shooters. That's someone I know I can trust, and 
a listener to our show, so shout him out, his YouTube channel, Controlled Pairs Gaming. And then um, another YouTuber for strategy stuff, Gamer Zach. He just plays the same game as I play, so I see his name coming up a lot, and uh, we generally agree on stuff, so... Is that how you found that game that you were talking about? Uh, No, someone from work told me about this game, but it is like reviews like uh, Evil Geniuses 2 and I don't know. I found about a lot of games from him, so he's a good guy. Cool. Um, I I always fuck this up. The guy who does a buy, buy, don't buy, wait for sale or stay away. Who's that guy? AGI or something like that? Gaming, you know, you got the before you buy guy, or I've seen those. Ones. He has like four ratings. It's like buy, rent, or whatever. ACG, ACG. Okay. Yeah, I trust that guy. I don't know. There's something about his channel. When I re- if I'm really, I'm like, I'm not sure if I spend sixty dollars or something. I'll definitely because he does a really good job of uh, his videos. And I just that saying know. it's worth a buy. Is that the yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the guy. Mm. Anytime I see these videos, I always look at how long they are because there's so many video game reviews. It's like 40 minutes. I'm not watching that, dude. Come on. <laughs> dude, when no. I was... So, I'm Movies on the DL. Check it out. Um, that's our other movie podcast. Um, I was looking up reviews for Showgirls, right? And some of them are, are an hour long, dude. And it's just about one movie, which is two hours long. It's like... I would really, really, really have to be into this movie or really, really hate it to there, watch There's your... some good stuff out there, though, like uh, um, really popular, re- not Red Letter Media. Is that, red, is that right? Red Letter Media? Shit. Yeah, that's, Letterbox? that's familiar. Yeah, I, th- right. I think that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Red Letter Media. They have really long videos, and they're really good, man. They, they, they actually, and they put in the work, you know, they, they're pretty good. Can the auxiliary content be better than the original content? Probably it can mm-hmm. be, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- I, I don't watch all their stuff. They got a bunch of different styles. But, like, when they talk about the new movies, they'll cover, like, two of them, and it'll take about an hour, and it's uh, really good stuff. That's I, two hours. And I never, I, I'm like I just said, I never watch long content. But I, I've been keeping a pretty close eye on this channel. And look at the quality of their <laughs> plywood. <laughs> stuff backgrounds <laughs> and they have the same red couch as us oh red letter that's probably where it comes from right mm-hmm. i mean these guys have been around forever they're very famous god like 15 years ago they made this movie or this video about the phantom menace talking about everything that was wrong with it um yeah, who wasn't doing that 15 years ago but uh yeah they've had macaulay culkin on their show anyway jp is asking the real questions here Emilio breaks both his arms. How do you decide each week during the cast which of the other casters helps him pee and make his drinks until it heals? I gotta imagine it's Samantha. She's gonna. I'm gonna have. Well, I don't think anyone needs to help you pee. How am I gonna? You broke both your arms. I'm guessing this is what he's talking about. This kind of thing. They're like in cast pointed out. You're not even gonna fit in the bathroom like that. I'll go sideways, Bobby. Things can happen. (laughs) Okay, not this bathroom over here. You're going to have to go upstairs for that. Um, You can figure figure out the peeing on your own, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and she would make the drinks, too. I mean, this is all in a perfect world where I can convince her to do all these things. Yeah. Uh, You can just get a catheter, which 
probably would be a good idea anyway, considering how much you urinate. And knowing yeah. uh, knowing Nick, he'd probably send me something he found on the internet. It'd just show up one day after the cast come off, and it'd be too late. But yeah, I'd get some like the real question more is, hammer how did you break both your arms. Furious masturbation. Uh, but no, <laughs> you're also going to end up with that, right? That's the real, you know, that's the real plot here. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd get some like war, Warhammer 40 K themed Stein with like this big metal straw that came out. Like after my, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to use this. Oh, well, here it is. All right. Next question. Okay. Next question is from Hogglefosh. She says, my mind has been blown with the influence that Asmongold has been shown to have with his Final Fantasy XIV streams. It's acknowledged that he has single-handedly made the game enter a renaissance. 200k live viewers, millions of views on his clip channel, Final Fantasy sold out of digital copies last week. How do you run out of digital How copies? Do you sell it? What the fuck? How is it even possible? Well, bandwidth, I, dude. Band, the bandwidth exceeded. They couldn't deliver them, so they had to stop the sale. Well, yeah, you have to. Somebody has to generate the copies, right? You have to generate the copies, but it's an older game, right? So they probably just ran out. Were you guys That's familiar awkward. with this guy, Asmund Gold? Really popular WoW streamer. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. And oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, I've, I've watched him a little bit when I was playing a lot of WoW, but that's about it. Um, but I guess, yeah, I know he has a huge, huge following, but... I mean, not DLG levels, but pretty good. <laughs> pretty close. Uh, like, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it is kind of weird that one person has such an influence, but I'm not really surprised by the effect of <clears throat> that streamers have on the selling of games because that's been a marketing strategy for a really long time now is, yeah. you know, get, get the games into the hands of the streamers, get them out there talking about it, playing it, people watching it, and then the game will proliferate. And I will say it's not just, I mean, a uh, huge, like he's done a lot for final fantasy, but you know, you get one person playing it and they're going to want to play with their other streamer friends. And it's just like, you get the ball rolling a bit, the snowball goes down the hill. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's well, that's what brought, that. um, uh, the space game hide and seek among uh, us among us yeah, yeah out of what... nowhere out of obscurity into prominence mm-hmm. yeah and the uh, it's it gonna be the name works. of my uh biography by the way <laughs> it usually only works if the yeah. game is super accessible like among us and then for final fantasy they have a free trial until you're level 60 with unlimited playtime. so if you're a viewer of asmund gold you can go play and Mm-hmm. join the experience with them that's a big part of um you know yeah. selling out of digital copies uh, what's like his, anyone can play. what's his thing is he very good at mmos is he good at min maxing or i don't know i think people like yeah he, he's good at the game um i, I think all streamers are because they play them so much but i i think people are drawn to his personality i wasn't but i don't know i i guess he has an appeal or a draw with some people je ne sais quoi i wonder god if you guys had that kind of pull, what game would you would you resurrect here? Oh, if Star Wars I could Galaxies. Do that. Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, dude. No What's up, guys? Here, just it? checking out this new game, Star Wars Galaxies. Going to see what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> um, I'd play EverQuest to the point where Sony would make a new EverQuest that actually is worth its salt. What? Yeah. Um, 
Wait, Wait, I got. I gotta go. I play EverQuest to the point where they'd week. be like, "This is my oh, okay." So you'd force them into making a new version. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll Nick, see go you guys uh, next week. I gotta head out. I didn't realize how late it was. Oh shit. Okay. Later, man. Wow, has that ever happened before? Midstream, someone's left. That's how boring this show has become. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's gonna mess. I up. thought he. I thought he was cutting in to like tell us something profound, but no. No, he just wanted. Yeah, I messed he up the record. Leave. It's fine. Whatever. All it's right. Cool. You're just gonna see our feet. We're gonna have the foot cam over here. <laughs> the gam cam. Hot, <laughs> it's a gam cam. <laughs> Tune in. Don't slam the gam cam, dude. Tune in for the gam cam. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. You can look at. Our legs instead of Nick. My for the rest gut, of the shoot. It's the worst shot. It's the worst <laughs> shot. All the worst things about me are in that. S- I can try this one, but oh, that's not much better. That's oh, no. Worse. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> You're making it move. <laughs> All right. Um, if you stand perfectly still, the T Rex can't see you, dude. I'm just going to try to not breathe. <laughs> okay. Is that all our listener questions here? That's it. That's all. We're out. Okay. All right. Next week, I guess we're playing Rogue Squadron. Rogue. Yeah, was that the game? The- Rogue. Rogue Battalion? Rogue Squad. Squad Rogue. Is it the Star Wars one? What is no, it? no. It's it's um, it's a game on Epic. That's all Free I know. Free to play game on Epic. Go to Epic and put in Rogue and see what comes wow. up, dude. Guys, this is quite the hook. I can't wait for next. No, no, no. I know. No, once we see what it is, the majesty, then we'll, we'll paint the picture. Okay. Rogue. Rogue, Rogue Company? Maybe? Uh, yes, Rogue Company. Yes. Okay, Rogue Company. That's the one that I was looking out for. Nice. Okay. okay. So we'll all be playing this. <laughs> we'll be talking about that. And for me, I don't know, maybe some Card City Nights 2. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you're gonna make me play. You're gonna make me buy you that fucking boomer shooter. I, I'm gonna have to. If I remember what the name of it, yeah, was if we could find it. Yeah, because that did look pretty good, but I totally spaced on the name. Pretty sure it's on the wish list. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what comes up. All right. Uh, for me, uh, Robo Quest anytime. Like that's that's the go to multiplayer as far as I'm concerned right now. Unfortunately, it's only two players. Um, I did talk about playing Street Fighter Miniatures game on uh, TTS because I saw it on TTS and then we couldn't find it. But apparently, you have to be a backer in order to have access to the file that they made, um, which John is. And I was trying to play with John, but maybe mm-hmm. we both have to be backers. I don't know. We didn't want to figure it out. We only had a couple hours to play, so we decided to oh, go. That's interesting. Hey, so it's, it's really not interesting. free. I've never seen that on TTS before. Tabletop yeah. Simulator. Yeah. Okay. So um, besides that, I'm not going to lie, been really getting meant to find Isaac lately, and I can't give it up. I can't. It's a. It's an obsession, folks. Uh, it, you know, to the point where, like, I was playing on the computer, which is in the kitchen now, and Sam was playing on the big screen, her own game. And, like, it's just a Binding of Isaac household, guys. That's all it is. All right. Speaking for, uh, uh, what about you, Chris? I want to play some more Old World, but it is great that your children are growing up in a gaming household. I feel like that's cool that you're giving that to them. Yeah. And, you know, like, you could say it's violent or whatever, but generally you're just fighting against poop. There's a lot of poop and blood. And bloody poop. And who doesn't like a bloody poop? I mean, right. it's it's funny. It's the first thing. Like, 
Luna, Luna's first joke. She's one and a half. She's just getting language down. She, this is her, this is her joke that she has now. She says, bye-bye, caca. Like, later, poop. <laughs> like, she say, she's calling you a poop when you leave. That's her Damn, thing. she's going to be a sassy Absolutely. one, dude. Yeah, she's going to be sassy. <laughs> Speaking for Bobby, Christian, um, fuck Nick for leaving us, and myself, uh, poop tits. Oh, gross. Gross. What? Bloody poop titties. That's Oh, great. my God, dude. Oh, apparently Luna called uh, Sam's nipples caca the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so rude. She's like, that's what you think of my nipples? <laughs>